0: Hi, everyone. Rumple here. I'm going to be telling you one version of the Sleeping Beauty tale. So I hope you enjoy it. Here it goes. In a faraway land, long before our time, there lived a king and queen. The royal couple were just and kind and had all they could want or need. Well, all but for one precious thing a child although the pair longed for a child of their own it seemed one may never come then one day something truly incredible happened the queen was thinking of her wish as she bathed and out of the water appeared a wee little frog not at all startled by this charming creature the queen listened as the boisterous frog croaked. Your wish of a child will come to be. Before passing of a year's time, you shall have a daughter. Naturally, the queen was delighted at this news, and even more so when the frog's prophecy came to pass. The king and queen welcomed their baby girl with much joy and fanfare, and they named her Briar Rose. It is said, even at birth, so beautiful was their daughter, that the king nearly lost his marbles. Fortunately, he did not, and instead ordered up a magnificent feast to celebrate the child's arrival. Nearly all who lived in the kingdom were invited, especially the 12 wise fairy women who were known to be kind and generous to children. Now, we say nearly all those that lived in the kingdom were invited because it happened that one Just one was left out. A 13th fairy woman was not invited to the feast. Now, this wasn't out of malice, you see, but of practicality. The king only had 12 golden plates for the wise fairy women to sit and eat at. So, instead of insulting the 13th fairy with a plain plate he thought it better, she stayed home. The splendid feast spared for nothing, well, except for just one more golden plate, and all who attended were as spoiled as could be. Once everyone had enjoyed their fill, the wise fairy women began to present Briar Rose with their awesome gifts. They gave her virtue, everlasting beauty, riches, and a good nature. They gave her wisdom, good health, cleverness, and a gentle voice. They gave her resilience, intelligence, happiness, and... Oh, oh my. The Twelfth Fairy hadn't even stepped up to share her gift when the 13th fairy barged into the hall in a rage. She was furious, of course, and let her rage about the situation be known through her gift to Briar Rose. As soon as she stood before all the kingdom, she pronounced her gift. Upon this child's 15th birthday, she will touch a spindle and she will die. With that, the enraged fairy woman stormed away, leaving behind her a king, queen, and entire kingdom in fear and heartache. Now, as with all tales, there usually lies a twist. And as it happened, here comes ours. The twelfth wise fairy woman had not yet given her gift. Once the angry fairy was surely gone, the twelfth fairy woman stood and announced that although she could not take away the wicked gift, she could soften its blow. To do this, she proclaimed Briar Rose would not die. But rather, she would fall into a deep sleep for a hundred years' time. In light of these dire circumstances, and even with the less harsh sentence for his child, the king ordered all spindles in the kingdom be burnt up at once. Now, he only meant to protect Briar Rose here, but in doing so... He took away the jobs of all the spinners. These skilled folks would now be forced to travel out of the kingdom to spin. Or they'd have to import all their yarn for making clothing, blankets, baskets, and basically all their necessities for everyday life. But they did this in stride. After all, they were helping to protect the princess. Time passed. And the wretched curse was buried away in old forgotten memories. As the years came and went, the gifts of the wise fairy women also came to be, and Briar Rose grew to be a person who all the kingdom loved. And it wasn't just because she was beautiful, but because she was truly a lovely soul. Well. As I'm sure you can guess, prophecies have a way of fulfilling themselves. And in her 15th year, Briar Rose would come to see hers through. While the king and queen were away from the castle, the princess was left to amuse herself. And like any teenager, she decided to poke about the castle, exploring every chamber, hall, and room she could reach. Eventually, she stumbled upon a narrow staircase that wound up a tower. Naturally, she climbed the uneven, circling steps that came upon a locked door. Lucky for her, a key was held in the lock, and Briar Rose turned it and opened the door. And to her surprise, Inside the room was a little old woman who was spinning a curious object about. Oh, hello, my good lady. What is it you are doing? asked Briar Rose. The old woman nodded her head and said, I am spinning a flaxen yarn, my dear. Briar Rose was quite fascinated by the old woman's activity especially since she had never seen it before. She went on and asked, What is that thing that whirls about so merrily? But before the old woman could answer Briar Rose, (sighs) the girl reached eagerly for the spindle. She was excited to try something new after all. In the moment the princess held the spindle in her hand, she fell back and into a deep sleep. Fortunately for her, there was a plump and freshly made bed just where she fell, and Briar Rose would take her hundred years of sleep upon it. The sleep spell spread across the castle and its surrounding grounds as well. The twelfth fairy woman surely planned this. Everyone on the castle grounds joined Briar Rose in a deep sleep, though probably not as comfortably. The king and queen and all their attendants, the animals in the stables and about the fields, the birds roosting or singing, and even the buzzing flies, the burning fireplace, all things, living or not, came to a stop. Incredibly, the wind, the leaves, and the clouds above stalled. All began their long slumber. As the sleeping spell took hold, a hedge of thick briars grew about the castle. With each passing year, the thorny shrubs grew so tall and so thick that they hid the castle from anyone passing by. Even the tallest tower couldn't be seen from the nearest road. With all that had come to pass, those who did not succumb to the hundred years' sleep, but who had known about it, told the tale of the sleeping beauty in the castle, and in some years' time, the tale turned to legend. And that legend lured princes from far and wide. Uh, But in vain, these young men's quests, uh, it was impossible. They were not able to pass through the hedge of gripping brambles. And all who dared to push through them perished in such a wretched way. For the thorns held them tight, tight in their grip and never Let them go. As the years went by, the legend of Sleeping Beauty was retold. When one day a prince traveling through the country near to where the castle was hidden heard an old man telling the legend. The old man told how behind a thorny hedge was a great castle under a sleeping spell. Where the princess Briar Rose, the king, queen, and all the court was trapped in a hundred years' slumber. At this, the traveling prince proclaimed his quest to free the princess from the sleeping spell. The old man, wide eyed with dismay, went on to discourage the prince, trying to explain that many had gone before him and all who tried to get through the hedge while all of them died in misery, as the brambles held on to them fast. The young prince, however, he would not be dissuaded, and he declared, I am not afraid of some thorns. I will triumph against these brambles you say are impassable. And with that, he set out. Now, it just so happened that on this very day, Conveniently for the traveling prince, the hundred-year sleep that kept Briar Rose was at its end, and she would soon awake. As the prince came to the hedge, he watched in awe as the rugged brambles transformed into gentle flowers and at the same time revealed to him a pathway. As he traveled through to the castle grounds, the flowery wall closed up behind him. He walked into the courtyard and was greeted by not excitement and joy and loud noises everywhere, but stillness. Stillness of sleeping animals and people and a quiet so stifling that he could hear his own heart beating. As the prince went on, he came upon the king and queen and their attendants, but as he was on a mission to find the princess, he decided to leave them as they were, lying about the castle like little swatted flies. He pressed on through the castle very carefully. He didn't want to step on anyone, of course, until at last he discovered a tower with a spiraling staircase. He climbed the uneven steps until he arrived at the open door, and he passed through it. And he saw the princess fast asleep upon a plush bed. He noticed in the room an old woman too, but he walked by her. After all, he was in a trance, completely captivated by the princess's striking beauty. He simply couldn't take his gaze away from her. The prince went to Briar Rose's side. He bent down to her and leaned in to give her a kiss. Obviously without consent and such, a questionable act. But it was in this moment that the princess opened her eyes and awoke, with the prince inches from her face. She smiled and greeted the prince but not before giving, his, giving him a slap across the cheek first. I'm sure of that. Briar Rose, having only just met the prince, decided it wise for the pair to chat about how they each came to be in this place and in this manner. And after their enthralling chat, Briar Rose and the prince went down the spiraling steps together. And as they did, all who slumbered within the enchanted Ramble walls awoke. Within moments, the whole castle and its crowns were bustling as if no time had passed at all. And it happened too, that all those enchanted for the hundred years slumber went without even the smallest of changes. Now some found the changes that occurred outside the castle, they took some getting used to but they managed to adjust in time. A short time later, Briar Rose and the prince were married, and their union was celebrated with great splendor. They went on to live out their lives happily ever after, and they were sure to include the entire kingdom's folk when they welcomed their own child into the world.